You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout-out, as always, if you're listening live on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio. If you are listening on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, the only 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week free way for you to get the fantasy insight you need to win your leagues and win that cash. You could also be watching on the YouTube stream for the Fantasy Sports Network coming inside to Studio 34 here in Midtown Manhattan at Rockin' Riley's. We got a good show for you on a Wednesday. I got my guys down in the fantasy pit of misery. Chris Bavona, the manimal on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. And we got my boy Danny down there on the YouTube chat. He's going to be monitoring that, letting me know what people are saying throughout the hour because remember it is the fantasy freestyle so who knows what we are going to talk about here's what i intend to talk about today all right there are now four vacancies left in the nfl for head coaches they started we started the week with six so what i'm gonna do is i am going to rank all of those jobs that were out there i'm gonna tell you if i were a head coach what i would be considering before taking any of these jobs and which ones Maybe a little bit of a better situation than the rest. Here's what we're going to do also. There are now eight teams left that are going to play in what I consider to be the best weekend in all of football, the divisional round. I'm going to make put a kind of like confidence ranks on them. And I'm going to tell you which coach-quarterback combos I am the most confident in going into the divisional round. We will also talk with the hashtag stats over beat cypher. If you want to holler at me, you can at 844-843-6879. You know I always love to hear from the stats over beat cypher. We'll check in on the chat room as well on YouTube. If you have any comments about head coach openings, the divisional round, and we have a poll question up on Twitter. As you know, we have to hit an RIP for our boy Ted Finn Jr., who moved on while I was away on vacation. The question is, how should we honor Ted Finn Jr.? How should we move on from him? Should we get another fish? Should we get a different animal? Bavona was talking about a snake or a lizard the other day. Should we get uh, nothing? And just honor him by letting it lie or something else. Let us know what you think. I have already heard from my homegirl, Miss First Team All Lit, and she is not ready to move on from our guy, Ted Finn Jr. Let us know what you think. We'll talk NFL head coaching opportunities. We'll talk the confidence I have in some of these divisional teams. And I'm also going to tell you why the NFL right now does not have confidence in their own officials. All that and more along with news and notes from around the NFL. When we come back, it is the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's go! 
The sharpest fantasy sports minds are now available 24-7 straight from your mobile device. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app and listen live or on demand to the finest tips, strategies, and advice from your favorite fantasy personalities. It's free and available for both iOS and Android devices. Your life isn't slowing down, so why should your fantasy sports? Head to FNTSY.com slash radio and download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app today. Can I kick it? Yes, I can. You know what it is. It's your boy, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. I am the stable genius of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you are listening to the Fantasy Freestyle. Let's get it going. Okay, we got some news and notes in advance of Divisional Weekend. There are still eight teams competing for the Lombardi Trophy. Um, and, some, and, you know, we're back at practice, okay? So what's interesting to note, I mentioned that Rex Burkhead returned to practice yesterday for the Pats, dealing with that knee injury. They are saying that he was, quote-unquote, heavily favoring that knee today in practice. I think this is going to be one of the, one of the uh, biggest issues uh, for any of the teams that are playing this weekend, because if Rex Burkhead is any reasonable facsimile of himself, I think it compromises Deion Lewis, and I think it, you know, because it does provide an opportunity and an option in the run game and in the passing game for the New England Patriots, so keep an eye on Rex Burkhead. Julio Jones did not practice today because of that ankle injury. Listen, this is the same injury Julio Jones has had for a while. He played through it and got nine catches and a touchdown in wildcard weekend. I expect Julio Jones to be out there for the Falcons on Saturday as they take on the Philadelphia Eagles. One guy who will not be playing for his team is DeMarco Murray on the Tennessee Titans. They have ruled him out uh, for their game against the Patriots, so it looks like it'll be uh, Derrick Henry and Marcus Mariota doing the exotic smash-mouthing for the Tennessee Titans. Interesting to note, I don't think it affects their game this weekend, but Sam Bradford, has returned to practice for the Minnesota Vikings. They now have a three-week window in order to activate them if that's what they want to do. I think it's interesting. At least maybe he's, uh, you know, it's good news that he's back in the fold and back active, uh, at least in practice. Remember, all three of the Minnesota Viking quarterbacks are, in fact, free agents in the offseason. It's going to be a very interesting offseason for the Minnesota Vikings. But before that, they still have a chance to host the Super Bowl, and I'm sure that is their short-term focus. Today, you know, we had some coaching news yesterday with John Gruden with uh, Nagy as well. Today we're hearing a lot about coordinators, okay? It looks like the Chargers will be retaining both their offensive and their defensive coordinators. You know who is not retaining pretty much anybody? It is the Seattle Seahawks, and I want to mention this because I've been saying for a couple of weeks that I think uh, the walls are closing in on the Seattle Seahawks. I said that I noticed it when Bobby Wagner and Earl Thomas were going back and forth. Well, check this out. Today, the Seattle Seahawks have fired their offensive coordinator, Daryl Bevel, after seven years. They fired their defensive coordinator, Chris Richard, after 
a number of years with the team. They are firing their offensive line coach, Tom Cable. It looks like the Seahawks are cleaning house underneath Pete Carroll. It looks like, listen, there is a regime change there. They are pretty much acknowledging that they're going to need to do something different, especially in the offensive line, where when they went to the Super Bowl for Super Bowl 48, they had the most money spent on their offensive line. Now, four years later, they have the least amount of money spent on that offensive line. This is a team that, to be quite honest, is Russell Wilson and not a lot else. I know they still have their studs on the defense, but the Legion of Boom is getting older. There were chips in the armor this season. Also, think about it. Doug Baldwin, their number one receiver, he is turning 30 years old this year. Jimmy Graham, who had uh, nine touchdowns, I believe, and a pro bowler, he is a free agent. I know he is friends with Russell Wilson, but there is the potential that Jimmy Graham moves on as well. Keep an eye on the Seattle Seahawks. They may look a lot different come next year. Also, interesting news out of Dallas. Cole Beasley, their wide receiver. Apparently, you can add him to the list of uh, football players that try their hand at rapping. He's released a track called 80 Stings. Um, We're going to play that maybe later on in the week because here's what I want to do. I want to compare what Cole Beasley does up against our boy, the analyst, Chris Ventra. Everybody here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network telling me that he dropped a couple of bars. Chris Ventra is not back yet with us here on the Fantasy Freestyle. He will be at the end of the week, though. So what I want to do when Chris is back is I want to play a little bit of what Ventra did for me when he was uh, filling in for me on the Fantasy Freestyle last week. I want to juxtapose that against Cole Beasley and see what happens. And I also want to talk real quick. The Chargers have signed place kicker Roberto Aguayo. Okay, so he's going to get another chance. And just to update something that I talked about at the beginning of the week, remember how I talked about how... um, with these kids at places like Georgia and Alabama stockpiling of talent. Well, the starting quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs at the beginning of the season was Jacob Eason. He has announced that it looks like he's going to be transferring back to his home state of Washington. He is from Lake Stevens, Washington. It looks like he may, in fact, transfer to U-Dubs after Browning moves on. Remember now, Georgia has uh, Fromm, who is there as a freshman. They also have signed the number one quarterback in the recruiting class as well. So so it looks like Jacob Eason is moving on. All right. Here's what I want to do today on the Fantasy Freestyle. The first thing I want to do is tell you we got that poll question up again. Remember about what should we do with Ted Finn Jr. Right now, 33% of you, a third of the people who have responded to the poll so far, say that uh, we should get another fish. And I think that that's interesting because everybody was complaining about how he took care of his water and if he was okay and all this. But people are now saying that we should get another fish to replace Ted Finn Jr. Maybe we'll name him Mike Gillisley or something else. I will tell you someone who is not down with this, and that's my uh, co-host on the Sunday Lineup Lock Show. Maria Marino is saying on Twitter that we need a proper mourning period before any other mascots can be considered. Hashtag too soon. But people think that uh, we should get another fish. My guy Mike Florio of uh, Fantasy Best Friends Forever fame says that uh, Corn Roll Chris Ventra is my pick for the mascot. Go on Chris Ventures' Twitter page. You'll see what we're talking about. Mike Florio is also going to join me on the Fantasy Freestyle tomorrow. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about a way-too-early draft we did among the hosts of the Fantasy Sports Network. So get in. Maybe we'll talk about how to replace 
Ted Finn Jr. as well. What I want to hear from you guys on the uh, YouTube chat, my boy Danny down there in the Fantasy Pit of Misery, let us know what you think we should do. All right, let us know if you think we should get another fish, if we should uh, honor him by maybe not replacing him, or something else, because Chris was talking about a Venus flytrap earlier in the week. So I want to hear from you guys. Danny, chat with them. Let me know what the people are saying. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. What I want to do right now is talk to you about the head coach openings that are in the NFL, though. There were six going into this week in Oakland, in the, uh, the Giants, the Colts, the Lions, the Bears, and the Cardinals. The Bears and the Raiders have filled out their openings but I want to tell you how I would rank them first of all here's what you got to do you got to consider what like kind of the priorities are the criteria if I was a free agent coach and people were you know seeking permission to interview me I'll tell you what the first thing is really the quarterback this is a still a quarterback league you need I think a team that has a quarterback that is you know between ages 30 excuse me between ages 27 and 31 that is in his prime, that is one of those quarterbacks that can still read defenses, get you out of the bad plays into the right ones, the ones that are at the line going, Omaha, kill, kill, kill. That's what you want. You want one of those quarterbacks that are going to be stable, that are signed with your team, because that's what you need, all right? That is uh, the number one priority for me. The other thing I look at is I look at the division. And I look at if I can compete in my division in the short term. You know, I don't want to be, to be quite honest, let's put it this way. The NFC South would be a horrible division right now to be in. You know, because let's say Tampa Bay, you know, fired their coach, let's just say. Right? I know I got to contend with MVP candidates. You know, I got to contend with, I got to contend with Cam Newton. I got to contend with Drew Brees and that sort of stuff. So I got to tell you. That would be something I look at. And then what I look at is the the ownership. Is the ownership stable? Is the ownership committed? Is the ownership going to spend the money? These are the things I think about the quarterbacks, the ownership, and the division. So for me, that is why the number one job, in my opinion, is the one that got filled. And that is in Oakland. That is, to me, the number one job. And so they were able to attract a guy like John Gruden. You have... The quarterback, Derek Carr, in place. He signed the contract. He's, you know, uh, healthy. He's a team. He's a young quarterback. He's a quarterback that has some mobility and a quarterback that can absolutely sling the rock. You have the commitment in place from the ownership. You know they're going to spend money. Why? Because they got that move to Las Vegas. So I think John Gruden put himself in the best job that was out there. There were five other jobs, okay? Chicago, however, they filled it with Nagy. I think they did what they had to do. They had to find kind of a hot coordinator that was uh, a year too early, let's say, because honestly, you know, they're probably the worst team in that division. You got to contend with the Minnesota Vikings, who are going to be good for a while. You got to contend with Aaron Rodgers. So you're not going to get your pick of the litter. It's not like they are brimming with talent either. You know, they need talent on the outside. They have a young quarterback that they're still trying to develop. So they tried to find a young, up-and-coming mind. It's different. Oakland was able to get the number one talent out there. Chicago had to take a chance on a young and up-and-coming offensive mind to mold them. I'm going to talk about the other jobs that are available when we come back. The one that I would take might surprise you. Find out what it is when we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician on the Fantasy Freestyle. Come on back. We'll talk about it. Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, 
Michael Thomas. These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. They're due to break out, just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app, FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Raindrops, drop tops. You know what it is here. It's the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez, Bees, the spitting statistician, the stable genius of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, bringing it to you on a Wednesday, getting ready for Divisional Weekend, the best weekend in all of football. A little bit later on in the show, I'll give you my confidence ranks of the eight teams that are still playing as it relates to the head coach and the quarterback combo. And that's the thing, because we're talking about now these open head coaching jobs. You know, John Gruden just went to the Oakland Raiders. I thought that was the best job out there when you consider the quarterback, when you consider the division, when you consider the wherewithal of the ownership group. Listen, you're going to be able to represent as the team moves to Las Vegas, so that'll be pretty cool. And then also Nagy down in Chicago. I think it was fitting that they had to get a coordinator that's a little bit early with it, that it'll be a stretch job for him. Because listen... You're not as attractive as an option. You're in a tougher division with Green Bay and Minnesota and even to a certain extent Detroit there. You know, you don't have the talent. You have to develop this young quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky. So I can see how they had to kind of reach for someone to fill that role. But here are the other four jobs, right? You have the Cardinals, you have the Giants, you have the Colts, and you have the Detroit Lions. I'm going to tell you, going in order from four to one, what I think are the most attractive jobs. And I got to tell you, the one that I think is the hardest one the worst one is the Arizona Cardinals. And here's why. Remember, for me, the priorities go quarterback, then division, then ownership. And I know that the Bidwells are great owners. I, I, I like the front office there. I like that they have a decent defense. They have some young talent there. Obviously, David Johnson. You know you got to love the honey badger. But here's the thing. When I look at the quarterback and I look at the division, those are both negatives for this job. Carson Palmer just retired, so this is an open question. Are you going to try and lure uh, free agent quarterback? Are you going to try and sign Tyrod Taylor or Alex Smith or Kirk Cousins? I don't know that that's an attractive option for this quarterback. You know, because you have Larry Fitzgerald there. Will he still be there? And to be quite honest, managing an aging superstar is one of the hardest things to do with a coach. Why would you inherit that when you have an aging Larry Fitzgerald? When you have an aging Adrian Peterson who may or may not be there? You have an aging Patrick Peterson who may or may not be there. I think that is a slippery slope for a new coach. You also have the division there, right? So on the quarterback side, what are you going to do? You know, use your mid-level pick in the first round to draft the quarterback. Do you really want to hit your wagon to Baker Mayfield? Do you really want to hit your wagon to Josh Allen as a new coach? I don't know. And then when you look at the division, the Rams look like they're going to be good for a while. Okay, young head coach McVay. You got Gurley and Goff there, young. You got a Wade Phillips uh, coordinating the defense. They're going to be good for a while. You got the 49ers, who everybody thinks with Jimmy GQ at the helm is ascending like, whoa, they won their last five games. You know that Lynch and Shanahan, they have a commitment there to try and turn things around. You got the Seattle Seahawks in that division. I think the Cardinals are going to be the worst team in the division for the foreseeable future. 
They don't really have an answer at quarterback. They are my toughest job to staff. I think they are going to wind up not with one of the names you know about, not with a Josh McDaniels, not with any of these hot coordinators, not with any of these big names. I think they're going to have to go the same route as the Chicago Bears and get a guy who this will be maybe their first opportunity at head coach. I think that's where the Cardinals are going to have to go. The third job out of the four that are left remaining, in my opinion, is the Indianapolis Colts. I see some issues with this Indianapolis Colts team as well. Okay, you know the ownership might be willing to spend, but the ownership is also out there on social media. Urza is kind of a distraction. He's he's not necessarily the stable genius that I'm looking for in ownership. Here's the other thing. This division is not as much of a cakewalk as it used to be. The Tennessee Titans are going to be hovering around 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, and seven for a while. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on the ascend. You know, so I don't know. The Houston Texans, man, with Deshaun Watson underneath center, they will be contending for a while. This is not the laughingstock division that it once was. And here's the, ch- here's the kicker. What do you have at the quarterback position? I know that Andrew Luck is amazing when healthy, but you're inheriting a question mark at quarterback and his contract at one point was the heaviest in all of the NFL. Is that really what you want? Is that really decided? Do you really want to inherit the question mark at quarterback that Andrew Luck is? This could be an issue for you for the next one, two, three years that you're still trying to figure out and then wind up with Jacoby Brissett as your option or even worse. You have to manage an aging Frank Gore. Is that what you want? You have to manage a bottom five defense, a blunt guts trash offensive line. This is a team that could be far away. Andrew Luck was your saving grace, and now that is a question mark as well. So I don't know that the Indianapolis Colts are going to be able to attract a big name. Then you have the two that are left that I think are actually decent. But I'm going to surprise you. Because I think the number one job is actually the Detroit Lions. I like the Detroit Lions job. I told you it comes down to the quarterback. And much like how Oakland has Derek Carr, I love Matthew Stafford. I love Matthew Stafford as a quarterback. This guy is stable. He's in his prime right now. And I think you have an improving team. I think you have an improving offensive line. I think what they're going to do, I think there's rumors out there that Matt Patricia... The Patriots' defensive coordinator is going to be the answer there in Detroit. And I like that. You need to bring in a defensive guy because what that also allows you to do is keep my guy Jim Bob Cooter to man the offense. And I think that's what Patricia might do. The offense is not the problem. Yes, they need a running back. If I was the Detroit Lions, I would go the way of Dallas drafting Zeke at number four. I would go the way of the Jags drafting Leonard Fournette at number four. I would draft a stud running back if I was the Detroit Lions. It's not going to be Saquon Barkley, but if you can get a Darius Geis out of LSU, a Sony Michelle out of Georgia, uh, Rashad Penny from San Diego State, I would invest the draft capital for a running back. Or if you could pry Carlos Hyde away from the Niners, if you can get Le'Veon Bell away from the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's where I would go. And then I would impart my scheme. I think a defensive coach would love this opportunity. The cupboard is not bare in Detroit. You have the quarterback. I like this Detroit Lions job even better than the New York football giants. And here's the other part. Aaron Rodgers isn't getting any younger. 
So eventually, it's not like a, it's not like a um, Tom Brady or a Drew Brees or a Philip Rivers or a Big Ben situation. But Rodgers is not getting any younger. And I think right as you start to build your culture and be on the ascend, that's when Aaron Rodgers might step away in that division. I like the Detroit Lions job. And I think they're going to be able to attract a big name. And I think that name is going to be Matt Patricia, the defensive coordinator of the New England Patriots. And that leaves the Giants. The Giants I have is better than the Colts job, but worse than the Detroit job. And here's why. Yes, you have a classy, stable organization. Check. The Mara family is one of the best in the NFL, you know, along with the Roonies and a couple of others. So that's not a concern. The division is going to be competitive. Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott are young. The Philadelphia Eagles and Carson Wentz are young. They're going to be contending for a while in that division. But the quarterback position is, an, is, is a problem for me. I like having the guy in his prime. The Staffords, the Cars, that's the kind of guy I want to inherit. If you told me Andrew Luck was healthy, that's where I would want to inherit. I don't want to inherit this public relations nightmare that can be Eli Manning. This is what did, this is what, uh, did Bob McAdoo in, right? Benching Eli, playing Eli, having to respect Eli. Managing an aging superstar is one of the hardest things for a coach to do. So that would be a problem for me. And also, this offensive line trash running game non-existent yes you have a defense but I think the Giants are actually further away than most people think I think they're further away than the Detroit Lions are so that's why I would go Detroit one Giants two Colts three and Cardinals four I like the Raiders job and John Gruden better than all of them the uh the Bears job is right around the Indianapolis Colts to me. That's how I would rank them, all right? That's how I think these jobs should go. Um, and I think Detroit is going to get a nice name in Matt Patricia. I wouldn't be surprised if the New York football giants wind up with Josh McDaniels as their new head coach. Remember, still going with that tree. I think Josh McDaniels will have his pick, and I think that he would prefer the New York football Giants over the Indianapolis Colts, unless for some reason he knows that Andrew Luck is going to be healthy. And I think the Arizona Cardinals are in bad shape. I think, like Chicago, they are going to have to take a chance on a young, up-and-coming name that is going to you know, want to grab any opportunity they can, much like the Chicago Bears, because I think they are primed to be the worst team in that division for a while and I think their quarterback situation is a problem. When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we're going to do a couple of things. I'm going to tell you my confidence ranks when it comes to the teams that are still left in the divisional round. And then, yo, it's the Fantasy Freestyle. So we have to go to the hashtag Stats Over Cypher, okay? And I want to see what you guys are saying about Ted Finn Jr., what you guys are saying about these head coach openings. And if we have time, we're also going to talk about why the NFL does not have a ton of confidence in their officials, okay? There's a bunch of reports out about one official specifically who I think is going to be moving on much the way Adelaide Bird moved on after calling that Triple G Canelo Alvarez fight. We're going to get into that on the Fantasy Freestyle and we'll also check in on the YouTube stream. I know the YouTube stream is talking a lot about how we replace Ted Finn Jr. Right now, 34% of you say get another fish while 32% of you say Honor him by not just replicating him and replacing him ever. Let the memory of Ted Finn Jr. live on. 23% of you 
I'm saying to get another animal as a mascot. I'm a little concerned about that because I get allergies in this fishbowl that is Studio 34 here at Rock and Riley's. All right, we're going to be coming back in uh, right after this here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, the stable genius of the network right here on the Fantasy Freestyle where we put the fun and functional sports radio. We hit from the hashtag stats over the beat cypher right after this. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it out of your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. Speeds the spitting statistician holding you down on a Wednesday. We're going to go to the uh, YouTube stream. In a little while, I want to hear what you guys are saying about Ted Finn Jr. I want to hear what you guys are saying about head coaching opportunities in the NFL. So we'll check in on the YouTube stream and on the Fantasy Pit of Misery with our boy Danny a little bit later on. And guys, it's the Fantasy Freestyle, all right? So you can hit me with any topic at any time. And your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician will uh, engage with you. You know why? Because he is a stable genius here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We talked about head coach openings, but listen... This is the best week in the NFL, in my opinion, okay? The one and two seeds are in action. You get two games on a Saturday and two games on Sunday. I'm a little disappointed in some of the games, though. I'm not excited about necessarily the Tennessee-New England game. I think the Pats are going to roll. I'm very excited to see the Saints and Vikings game. I think that's going to be the best game of the weekend. I think we have a home dog situation in Philadelphia. So if you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle, you know how Speeds feels about the home dogs. And then, of course, we also have that revenge game, maybe, for Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers looking to, um, you know, return the favor on what they did with the Jacksonville Jaguars came to town. I believe that was week five. Five sticks in the head because that's how many interceptions Big Ben threw. So let's look into it, okay? Here's my confidence ranks, and we'll go eight through one. The team that I am the least confident in this weekend is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Listen, and this comes down to their quarterback, okay? I know their defense is there. Uh, I have no problem with their head coach, Doug Marone, their their front office, um, Tom Coughlin. But the problem is Blake Bortles has the yips. But now you may say back to me, but Blake Bortles threw for less than 100 yards in week five when they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that would be true. But I don't think that's going to get it done this time. I, I just can't be confident in Blake Bortles. And the thing is, I think the, the Jaguars defense is going to do work. But I think Pittsburgh will be able to score some points. The question is, can Blake Bortles keep the Jags in it by scoring points themselves? You know, they got 10 points last last week against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers are a better defense. I think they're going to need to score more than 10 points, even though the Steelers are facing a great defense. I think the Steelers are going to put up points. Antonio Brown is there. Le'Veon Bell is there. I'm not confident in the offense of Jacksonville. They are in the eighth position in my power confidence rank. Seventh is the Tennessee Titans. 
listen, I'm not confident in Mike Malarkey is what it comes down to. This guy's job was on the line. He saved his job by winning in Week 17 and winning in Wild Card Weekend in upset fashion. I believe his job was in jeopardy. I think his offense, this exotic smash mouth at this point in the year, I think it's a 20th century offense. I, I, I don't have confidence in it. Remember, there were times earlier on in the season where guys like Rashard Matthews were talking about how they like going to the no huddle. They think that's better. I think um, Malarkey was on the edge of being fired. He saved his job but I do not have confidence in them going into New England and winning. So they're in the seventh spot for me. In the sixth spot is the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, when it comes to Nikki Foles and Peterson, listen, I have confidence in their defense. I have confidence in their running game. I have confidence in their home field advantage. Okay, for me, it's just about Nick Foles. For me, it's can Nick Foles be the guy who was there the first week he, he, he stepped in for Wentz instead of the last couple? Okay, it's a, such a shame that they lost Carson Wentz because otherwise, remember, I was on the Eagles early. Okay, I, I, I do have some concerns about this team if they're going to be able to adjust what comes their way. So that's why they're in the sixth spot for me. And, you know, Peterson is also new to this in the head coaching position. Up next, though, for me in the five spot is the Minnesota Vikings. I have confidence in Mike Zimmer. I have confidence in that defense. I have confidence in them at home. But to me, Case Keenum still has to answer some questions. You know, Case Keenum, it, it's a shame because he's been doing it all season long, right? He's been doing it all season. But the thing is, Zimmer wasn't even confident in him. He would only go to him and be like, he's my starter this week. Teddy Bridgewater breathing down his neck. You know, so I have confidence in Minnesota. I really do. But I just have more confidence in their opponents this week. I think that that Peyton Breeze combo is one of the most, you know, is one of the head coach quarterback combos that you should have the most confidence in out of everybody this week. So Jacksonville 8, Tennessee 7, Philadelphia 6, Minnesota 5. Although I will say this is not necessarily the way I'm picking the games. Okay, this is just my confidence in the coach quarterback combination and so Zimmer and Keenum wind up as number five I have slightly more confidence in number four it's Atlanta Dan Quinn and Matt Ryan they have been there before together remember this team went to the Super Bowl last year Matt Ryan the defending MVP you got to have more confidence in Matt Ryan than you do in a guy like Case Keenum and also they did this already they went on the road last week to LA and it looked like a business trip to them and I have confidence in that, that they can travel with their business trip, know that they can run the ball, know that they have an MVP quarterback. I think that gives me more confidence than even a Case Keenum, his first time out there, a Nick Foles, his first time out there. Remember I said early on that I liked the NFC South in the NFC, that I liked Ryan Cam and Breeze, and this plays into that, okay? So give me Matt Ryan and having confidence in them ahead of some of the other guys. I may still pick Minnesota. And just because I have Atlanta higher than Philly doesn't mean I'm picking the Falcons. Remember, I love the home dogs. But this is which coach-quarterback combo do I have confidence in? So Atlanta is number four. Number three is in Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin, Big Ben. They've been together for such a long time. They are at home. It looks like Antonio Brown will be healthy. I just every now and then, though, Big Ben, man, you know, makes that bonehead play, whether it's the last play against the um, Patriots in that game whether it's the game he had 
against Jacksonville in their first matchup. I love me some Mike Tomlin. I love me some Big Ben, but they wound up third just because they have slightly more confidence in the first two. Number two is uh, the Saints. Listen, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Hall of Famer Drew Brees, Sean Payton, Super Bowl winning coach with Drew Brees. I really like what they're doing. I really think they are the most complete team. I like their defense is improving. They have the running game, which they haven't had since they won the Super Bowl in 2000, what was that, 2008, 2009. So I love uh, Peyton and I love Brees. Don't get me wrong, I love Pittsburgh as well. They're actually my pick to win the Super Bowl because I think that the A game of the Pittsburgh Steelers is better than the A game of anybody else. But I have Pittsburgh at number three, New Orleans at number Two, the combo of Peyton and Breeze. I love the evolution of this team. Four of the top ten quarterback seasons in history belong to Drew Breeze, both in terms of passing yards and in terms of completion percentage. That gives me confidence. I love what they have there. But number one, even with the drama that we discussed yesterday, is the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. Yeah, you can have no more confidence in that. Although, I do believe that they get upended. And I'm going to talk about why a little bit tomorrow. I got a sneaky feeling that um, this concussion protocol is going to be the problem of somebody big time in the NFL playoffs. But we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow's edition of the Fantasy Freestyle. What I want to do right now is I want to go to the hashtag StatsOverBeatCypher on the YouTube page. We got that chat room. And, you know, it's a Fantasy Freestyle. So I want to be able to address whatever you people are saying in the chat, whether it's about Ted Finn Jr., the head coach openings, the divisional round of the playoffs, or something else. So we bring in my man Danny right now for the end of this segment down there in the fantasy pit of misery. What are the people saying down there in the YouTube chat? What are we talking about today on the fantasy freestyle, uh, Danny? Well, we're all over the place, but... All right. Give me what they're talking about. We can talk about Ted Finn as well, but what are, what's all over the place? I'm down to freestyle with the people. All over the place, meaning... Majority is Ted Finn replacements or okay. tributes to Ted Finn. Oh, okay. So let's get into that a little bit. Um, here's my thing. Yesterday, I think you guys were talking about a dog. I can't have a dog because I get allergic to a dog, okay? And I don't think it would be humane to have a dog in this environment. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's not getting taken care of. The lights are too bright. You know, so I don't think a dog works. But what do people want to do to honor Ted Finn? Because right now, the poll question... It's pretty, it's pretty tight. 32% right now are saying get another fish, but 32% are also saying don't ever replace him. So what do the people want to do? So it, as far well, I'll get to the other animals first, but as far as the dog thing, um, Strong Style Ninja says uh, we should get a pug and name him uh, Pug Martin. I like that. I like that. Pug Martin. I like I like the play on exactly the play, I like on, the words. play on words for an athlete in the in, in to honor Ted Finn Jr. So whatever we do next, we will uh we will give it a nickname. Uh Kevin Freeman said we should we should get a, another fish, I guess. He didn't really suggest a fish, but I'm guessing it's some sort of sea creature because he said Megatron the Megalodon. Okay, so that is definitely a uh it's a sea creature. A marine yeah. animal, shall we say? And I, I I like the idea of marine animals. Okay, because I think they're easy to be contained in a bowl, in a, in a tank. 
um, and they don't make me allergic. So I like that. I like that. What about people? Because right now we have 32% that are saying we should never replace him. Maria Marino also thinks it's way too soon to start to consider this. So uh, are there any people on that side of the way uh, that we could tri- may have a tribute? There, to there are. Actually, uh, Lance Davis uh, says we should get a plaque for Tenfid. I like that. Like a bronze Ted I like that. That is my new favorite. We should get a plaque, almost like a t- not like a tombstone or a gravesite, but maybe a plaque that we could put up right by the Mike Tyson or something else here. I like that. We got to talk to our guys, Mike Cardano and Nando Defino, see if we can make a plaque. We got championship belts here. We should have a plaque to Ted Finn Jr. Who is that? Who is that that had that suggestion? Uh, Lance Davis. I'm with Lance Davis. Okay, I really like it. Hey, Lance Davis. You are officially part of the hashtag stats over beat cipher. I like your suggestion. We need a plaque here in Studio 34 to honor Ted Finn Jr. When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, we'll hear more from Danny down in the Fantasy Pit of Misery. It's the freestyle, so we got to hear what people are saying. And we'll also tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. I'll tell you what you can expect later on in the week. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, the stable genius here on the fantasy freestyle coming back on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network fantasy freestyle it looks like the seahawks are cleaning house underneath pete carroll there is a regime change there they are pretty much acknowledging that they're going to need to do something different this is a team that to be quite honest is russell wilson and not a lot else i know they still have their studs on the defense but the legion of boom is getting older there were chips in the armor this season keep an eye on the seattle seahawks they may look a lot different come next year weekdays from 7 to 8 p.m eastern on the fantasy sports radio network Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Our boy Ted Finney Jr. has gone to the crossroads. And we're talking here on the Fantasy Freestyle about how we should appropriately honor our boy Ted Finn Jr. If you're a fan of the Fantasy Freestyle, you know about Ted Finn Jr. Right now, 32% say get another fish. 32% the same amount say never replace him. 26% say get a different animal mascot. Our homegirl first team all lit. Maria Marino says we need a proper mourning period. Maybe we should do a wake for him. We also, check this out. Javi Laredo. This was big news for Javi. Hit me up on Twitter saying, did this happen today? I just got back from vacation. R.I.P. Ted Finn Jr. Fantasy Hall of Famer. I agree. And then uh, Javi Laredo says, what about a turtle? And I think that's very interesting. Uh, Danny, down there in the fantasy pit of misery, has anybody suggested a reptile like a turtle for Ted Finn Jr.'s replacement? It's funny you would say that. Eric Johnson said we should get a turtle. Yeah, I like turtle. I might get a turtle myself in my like real life also in my domicile. I'm looking into a turtle. The unicorn knows what's up. Also, we got Jimmy Ross Jr. on Twitter saying, check this out. I would stick with a stuffed fish from a toy store. That doesn't sound like any fun to me. What do you think? We could get uh, – what about those, uh, those giant fish that you can actually control, like the little mini blimp things? Right. So we can fly them around the studio and everything. But then, you know, we got the lights. We got the cameras. I don't know if that's going to work out. Yeah. It would be, it'd be good for a while. It, it, it'll last 17 weeks. 
Listen, I am, I am, I am surprised and overjoyed that Ted Finn Jr. did in fact last that long. But we got to keep it moving. Maybe we'll get a turtle. Maybe we'll get a plaque. I like the plaque idea. We got to uh, keep that one alive. Hey, check this out tomorrow. On the Fantasy Freestyle, our boy the Manimal, Chris Bavona, will not be here. We're going to be joined instead by one of our best friends forever down there in the Fantasy Pit of Misery. It's going to be Mike Florio producing the show, and he's going to hop on because uh, a lot of the hosts here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we did a way too early for 2018 fantasy football draft. Mike Florio had the number one overall pick. I had the number four pick. So we're going to break down the little mini draft that we did, and we're going to see uh, if he likes his team, if I like my team, what other teams we like, what rookies we took, and who we expect to move and have a big impact. So with Mike Florio on tomorrow on a Thursday edition of the Fantasy Freestyle, we're going to to go through our 2018 fantasy football draft we're also going to start to get our divisional round picks out there okay i'm going to give my picks on friday we'll get florio's picks we may revive our game that we did last year speeds versus the kids i'm trying to get uh some kids to pick the game see if they could do it better than spitting speeds and we have two stories that i definitely want to get to that i wanted to get to the last couple of days one is how i believe that the concussion protocol is hanging over the nfl playoffs and I think it's going to be a problem for somebody in the next couple of weeks. I'll tell you what I mean a little bit more about that on tomorrow's show. And also, there's reports that there's a lot of concern about the uh, officiating here in the NFL playoffs. I have a couple of ideas in my, for... Uh, officiating moving forward all that tomorrow with a special guest one of my best friends forever it is mike florio joining speeds and spitting statistician on tomorrow's edition of the fantasy freestyle we'll have danny down there in the fantasy pit of misery but we will not have chris bavona for the next couple of days hey bavona what are you doing why why are we uh, missing you for the next couple of days and florio's in you got a vacation you having fun what's going not on not exactly well i mean it's a little bit of a vacation but it's more that i'm going to visit my uh girl Girlfriend's hometown. Ooh, where's that? That is in Kentucky. Nice. All right. So you'll be down there in the heartland. Uh, do me a favor. Get me a little uh, souvenir down there from the. From I'll the, be near Louisville. Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Louisville. Remember, they call it Louisville. Don't mess it up. All right, Venture. So I'll see you on Monday. I'll see everybody else tomorrow. Right back here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a good night. Speeds is out. Peace.